Well, she couldn't understand why she couldn't get any calls, but she uh, had the mute switch on, and, um, you know, it's not going to work. Oh, oh my gosh, are we live? Sorry. And now, join Chet and Gary with Apple Products, The Senior Angle. Good morning, Chet. How are you today? I'm doing great, Gary. I hope you're doing good, too. Fantastic, fantastic. So here we are again today in the lovely 2020 Club in the penthouse of the culinary room. <laughs> uh, I happen to read a, an interesting article, Chet, that I think might benefit our members. It had to deal with a lady that, through the pandemic, uh, she had some issues with her memory and she had all kinds of things going on. And unfortunately, during this time, she received the call uh, from a scammer. And mm-hmm. uh, long story short, uh, she ended up um, releasing a lot of information that she shouldn't have. So my question to you today is, and to help our members, what should they do and what steps can they take if they feel like uh, they are called by a scammer. Okay. Yeah, that's a tricky situation. Um, And and I know that uh, you mentioned she was having some memory problems, and I got to thinking about this too, um, that people that do have memory problems uh, very often don't remember what to do in situations like this. And the, the real problem from my point of view is the people that call make it sound so critical, so important. It's a panic situation. You have to do something right now. Your world is coming to an end. Um, And especially if you have any problems at all dealing with the the technology, you don't understand the technology, or you are starting to have problems with Alzheimer's or dementia or one of the other memory issues, um, you look at this and you're saying, I'm not sure what that person's telling me and whether they're something I need to worry about or not. And we have a lot of people that panic over that. And I've talked to several people over the years that uh, one woman who called me and said, I just spent $600, how do I get my money back uh, based on a scammer like that? So I think there are some things that we need to, to tell people about this. And I guess the first thing to tell them is that there is no way that someone can tell if your device, your iPhone or your iPad or your MacBook is infected or been broken into or anything else remotely. They cannot tell that. So they can call you and they can say that your machine has been broken into, I need to have access to fix it or something along the lines of that. There's no way they can know that. So the first thing you need to realize is they're not going to call you with that kind of information from a reputable company. That isn't going to happen. So if you get those kind of a calls, it's a spam call. Um, but unfortunately, those things happen, like we said, and, and unfortunately, people keep falling for this. So I think we need to go farther than telling them that because in the, in the heat of the moment, it, uh, it, it's something that you don't think about. I was thinking that maybe there are a couple of questions, though, that you could ask the caller. In a lot of cases, if you make a call to a company, they ask you to provide them with information to verify it's really you when you call. Uh, I think it's only fair that you ask the caller if uh, they can answer a couple of questions to verify that they are legitimate. That's a good point. 
And I think one of the easiest things to ask them is, can they spell your last name? If they're a legitimate company, they called you in response to a legitimate thing, they should know who they called. And if they can spell your last name out for you, then that's a pretty good indicator that this is somebody reliable. Sure. It may be not enough, but at least that's a step in the right direction. So if they cannot tell you who, who you are, I would say just hang up on them. Also, and if they do tell you that your system has been hacked, you can ask them what system. What system was it? What operating system was it? What was the version of the system that was hacked? If they can't tell you that, then they really don't have any hacking information from you at all. They are asking you questions to find out what you have so they can break into you. They haven't broken in. Nobody's broken into you in the past. So there's that uh, kind of stuff. And they may be calling about something other than your computer system, too. We've uh, kind of heard stories of this where somebody calls and says, your bank account has been right. locked and you need to take some actions immediately to uh, unlock your bank account. In that case, you could start with the same thing. Can you spell my last name? How do you spell my last Don't tell me what it is. How do you spell it? Because they should have that written down in front of them. Right. Another thing you can ask them is if they're calling about a bank account or some business account, what's my account number? Right. Right. Ask for the account number. If it's a bank account, you can ask them for what is the number of the check I last wrote? They should be, if they have access to your account, to know that there's a problem with your account. And I actually did get a call one time from a bank I was dealing with, and they said, we, we have some questionable charges. We aren't sure these are you. And they did give me. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask for them. They gave me and said, this is the last check we see that we were sure was you, and this was the number of it and the date you did it and the amount of money on the check. So I could say, okay, they're seeing my account. It's in front of them. Sure. Um, the other question you could ask somebody is, what was the amount in my account before the questionable action took place? You know, so if they have the answers to those kind of things, then, yes, they're looking at your data, so it's probably reputable. But uh, even beyond that, I, I think that we should be, treat all of these as very, very questionable because most of the time you don't get a call from a company to you uh, to p- try to process this stuff. It, it just is something that companies don't do. Um, there's another thing that I'd, I'd like to recommend, but it, it takes uh, a little bit of thought, and that is if you do most of your telephone calling through an iPhone, for example, uh, this is something that would work for you. If you have a landline home phone and calls are coming in through the landline phone, then this wouldn't be of any benefit. But there is a feature in the iPhone that allows you to silence unknown callers. What this feature does, and then you can find it in settings, phone, and then there's an entry in there, silence unknown callers. This says that if a call comes in from a telephone number that is not in your contact list, then that number will be routed directly to voicemail. It will not ring your phone. And what I see as a benefit here is the call isn't lost. They have the option, the caller has the option to leave a voice message. You can come back and listen to it later. If you want to call them back, you know the number they called from. It's all in that uh, message. But what it would stop is calls coming in and the phone ringing for somebody that might be home alone that was one of these people who is concerned about the technology or is having memory problems. They won't have the phone ring. They won't answer the phone, so they won't have some sympathetic-sounding voice on the other end 
trying to convince them to give them personal information and load software, uh, as happened in this in this Wired uh, article that you were talking about. They actually instructed the woman over the phone how to install software on her computer, and that gave them access to the computer, the software that they installed. She didn't have any problem at all until they installed their software on her computer, and then that's where all the problems started. So yes. that option is, is something that you might want to consider in those scenarios. Yeah, that's an option. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's an option. Um, but you have to realize, too, that if if you have called somebody like a physician or a pharmacist that's not in your contact list and it goes to voicemail, you might miss those calls. So you might miss that call, yes. You have to be aware of that. So. Yes, uh, you're 100% correct, and that's a good point. Um, but again, if, uh, you know, the, the case in the article we're talking about, and the husband was away doing something else, a call came into the wife while she was at home and the husband wasn't there. Uh, she thought she was being really smart to handle this on her own sure. and uh, not bother her husband with it. Um, and the voice on the phone was very sympathetic and uh, calm and collected and uh, talking her through everything she had to do. Uh, spent hours on the phone, according to the article, with her. Uh, so, uh, you know, the... If that person ever got that call, yeah, right. Yeah, well, they the would way, have been better. The way that I usually handle an issue like that, if if someone was to call me and say that there was a, a problem with a card or credit card, I'd say, okay, well, I'll hang up and then I'll call the company myself. Yes. And ask what you know. I've got a call saying there was an issue. What do you have? Yes. So that's another that's another option you have. That, that's also a 100% safe way of doing it. Just do not accept a telephone number from the caller. Don't let them right. give you the number. Uh, hang up uh, that call and look the number up either on the Internet or in the phone directory or call the information operator and get the telephone number. And when you call a company that uh, you're thinking about, tell them you have a, a security concern. Very often that will route you to a different group of people that can look at it from a different perspective than just getting through to uh, some uh, information operator somewhere. Maybe even do some investigating on, on who did this. On who did this. And most companies want to know that this kind of thing is going on because they don't want their customers being spammed. It hurts them as badly as it hurts the customer. Absolutely. Well, that's some really good tips, Chet, and we really don't have too much else today. Uh, I do want to mention that, uh, again, our help sessions are Mondays and Thursdays from 9 to 11 in the culinary room at the 2020 Club. And also a good tip when you come into uh, help sessions, if you're having a problem with a specific application, uh, take a screenshot of that application and bring it to the help sessions, and we'll know what kind of... uh, um, notification or whatever popped up on your screen we can actually see a picture of and know what application you were in it would help us possibly get to the the problem sooner so with that i think we're going to call it a day and maybe go out and lay out in the sun for a while what do you think it sounds like a winter all right you know the temperature is going to go down they said over the next day or so here we're going to get down in the low 70s so yeah but It's good for me. I'll take 70s any day. Okay, Okay. Gary. Sounds good. Thanks thanks for joining us, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.